Yes, yes. What's up, everybody? This is MC Till with Everybody's Hip Hop Label. And you are tuned in to the Boom Bap Chat. This is number nine. We're up to nine already. And tonight we have a really dope, dope, dope guest. We have Starvin' B. What's up, Starvin' B? Hey, what's up, world? Yo, peace, uh, MC Till. Thanks for having me. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, man. No doubt. And who do, who do you have with you? Who's your sidekick oh, I got Chess Brock. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Chess Blackman is my inebriated sidekick. So everybody out there, rapping is very hard, right? When you got this guy helping you out, you could I'll leave it up to you to think whether it's easier or harder. Right on, right on. Well, welcome to you both. Thanks for being here. Oh, you gotta know geographically we write. That's simple as that. Yeah, this is right on. Oh, all the music that you hear from me, you wait, wouldn't, you wouldn't have even heard it if it wasn't for him. Nah, that's so, great. So phenomenal. That's great. He is phenomenal. And I, I'm curious to know, Starvin' B, what, how'd you get your name? Where did the name come from? Uh, the name the name came from, uh, back in the days, uh, people used to know me as Brando. And then uh, somebody said some slick shit one time that was like, uh, he don't look like Marlon Brando, he looked like Starvin' Brando. And it kind it kind of stuck. It was a good laugh. But it also kind of stuck because it kind of like was in the same um, same vein of uh, the starving artist uh, angle and yep, yep. starving for the world to change and, and start realizing that shit like killing black people with the police is not right and shit like that. That's what I'm starving for. So, no, right on, man. That's that's really dope. And can you can you take us back? Can you think back to when you had a a very um, a moment in hip hop where it was like it really connected with you more than just hearing a song or you know passing fat or whatever but you something that really just grabbed you about hip hop of uh, like what made me participate in it so yeah sure yeah yeah um uh, well i always loved hip hop since i was you know a baby but i i think uh, the thing that kind of pulled me into like thinking maybe you would like to do this is in um 6th grade we went to the woman rink as a class trip, uh, which is the skating rink in Central Park. We went there on a class trip, and they started playing Scenario, and me and my mm. friends started singing Scenario in front of the whole crowd, yes. and it was like people lifted me up and like saying that like girls saying, "Oh, I'm gonna take him home," and everything. It was it was crazy. <laughs> I was like, "Damn, I felt like a rock star." Like epic, you know, epic moments. So that kind of was like I was already writing my own rhymes at that point, but I was like, I would never go in public and say them, you know. But uh, since we rocked the the scenario, you know, whatever that was, I was like, "Damn, I really would want to pursue this," and it kind of felt like so natural that it's like, you know, yeah, you know, this is what this is something you should definitely be doing at least. Recreationally to have fun. On top yeah. of on top of that, on our side of town, there was always people rhyming and house parties and just live DJ, you know, DJs with microphones. That's how he also was um in the neighborhood doing cutout parties. That, but that was it. that was you know a couple years but still, after. But that. still, that's foundation. That's foundation. Yeah. Well, that's cool. And you're from Queens, is that right? Yeah, we're from. And both from Queens. Okay, dope, dope. So. I read somewhere uh, that at age, I think it said 13, you were writing raps, recording them, and then selling them to friends That's and true. making a little bit of money. Every, this is, this yeah. is true? 
That's yeah. true. That, that's like Daily News, right? Yeah. Daily News, yeah. Daily News. Daily News. There was a writer from the Daily News who lived on my block, and I had a mixtape in circulation called Walk Through the Woods, talking about Woodside. And uh, I, it was like basically just like Memorexes that I did my graffiti on the front and that I recorded uh, these songs in the DJ's house. So uh, I used to walk around the neighborhood and, and try to sell them. I used to sell them to everybody in my class in eighth grade. And uh, yeah, so the, the Daily News uh, wrote a little bit about it, like saying how you can make money if, you, if you're a kid and you're not old enough to have working papers. They like make a mixtape. Wow, that's dope. Uh, now, were you were you rhyming over original beats or were you just jacking beats at that point? No, I was I was I was actually I was actually rhyming over original beats. I'm trying to locate people with those tapes and. No dice. I lo I feel like such a schmuck for losing the tapes of my own. Like, hey, 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 but check it out. I, yeah, do, yeah. I, I do have stuff when I began recording, homie. So see, but that, see, what he's talking about the is... The ball. What he's talking about is probably about 10 years after that. Yeah. Okay. But regardless of the fact that yeah. the universe has not heard and Starman is always passionate, like, yo, Chess, we're going to release it. And I'm like, yeah, because it's a time frozen, you know, a picture that's yeah. frozen time. My man was blazing that shit already at the end of the 90s, 2000s. Yeah. And that's what I first went, like he said, like 10 years prior. Yeah, that, like, I mean, you know, so when I was 13 was uh, uh, 95. There you I'm go. I'm 38 years old, so it was around 95 when that tape was out. So you're 13, you're rapping, you're recording these joints, making a little money off of it, having a good time. Can you pinpoint some pivotal points in your life from that point to where you got to a place where you're, you know, recording on a little bit more serious scale um, and getting some joints out, distributed and stuff like that? Were there some pivotal moments or relationships along the way? Uh, absolutely. There was a long period of time that I thought I was doing music, but I really wasn't. You know, like I was uh, more a fan that was, I was writing my own shit, but I wasn't really an active, uh, like I didn't have an active business plan or like what I was trying to do as far. I was like, I was just going to make music. I knew it was so good that eventually it would garner some kind of attention, but I wasn't really, you know, pushing it the right way. It wasn't until like MySpace that like it was turning into money. And when MySpace started turning into money, it, it, it afforded me some some uh, ways to get into the studio and pay for studio time and not just be like, you know, spending my rent check to, you know, what I was going to spend on bills and what I really needed to spend on music. It wasn't until MySpace that uh, I had people like, you know, kind of giving me money for verses and uh, uh, to, to fund like a project and working with producers that would make sure there was money to to record a project so i wasn't really going into a real studio until uh maybe 2005 or 2000 maybe you know maybe a little early 20, 2003 maybe i'll say so i think 2003 that started and then chez was a part of it we'd always be like making music in his house he has a son he has an archive of mine of like stuff yeah. that's from that period where i thought i was rapping but i really wasn't <laughs> You know, doing it on that level. Understand that we have a foundation right here, Ear Candy Studio, right? And the 2003 area he talking about is us making music in my living room, on, yeah. on, on, on you know what that she called for the iron that you the ironing board, the ironing board, 
Nice. The iron board was a track board. And a digital track board. Yeah. And from there, but, but but he was always seasoned. Always seasoned. And from that time, we've evolved. Look at us now. Sam. We rising to the top. That's how it goes. Always the mentality, rise to the top and to the next platform. He's fucking, he's fucking nuts, as you can see. <laughs> but, but we have, we have, we have a great, we, 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 listen, we have a great insight with music. If the music is worth and it fits right to the times, starving is right in the middle of it. Right, right on, right on. So you know, some people talk about how there's no such thing as luck. That you position yourself, you work hard, and you catch, you know, you catch some breaks sometimes. In your career, did you catch any breaks, any any moments where it was like, man, that, that was super dope that that thing happened to me? Um, or has it just been a very slow, steady grind. No, 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 no. I mean, I would definitely say I've been lucky. I would definitely say I've been a hundred percent lucky uh, as far as um, being able to escape other situations and be alive to rap in the morning. So I would say I am lucky as far as that. As far as in the in the music business and stuff like that i don't really see i i i've been lucky in, in that too that i was able to do it but i don't think uh there i i haven't caught in my break yet i haven't caught my break yet you know i haven't i haven't my life has never changed overnight it was always all the money that i've, I've earned off of music and stuff like that came at a slow drip you know mm. like uh not, there was not anything life-changing. The fame, too, it's like I've had times where I see my name was circulating, circulating more and more, and then it kind of just dies down depending on who I'm affiliated with and, and who's on my next record and shit like that. It, yeah. So I don't I don't feel like um, I've had so much luck, but I definitely have been a lucky person in life. Fortunately. I don't know. I don't think I've been, I've been... I haven't been lucky in music, but I've been lucky in life. I was very lucky. So there, it sounds like there's been some times that you uh, were in, in some stuff that you may not have gotten out of, if not for some luck. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Can you share any of those those times with us? Do you have any stories, uh, more stories to share? Definitely vehicle incidents, like, you know, being in, in, in the wrong vehicle and having mm. to tumble out of a moving car and shit like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to go into details because I don't want to, you know, it's when you have a certain circle you'll be like there'll be somebody out there listening like oh he's telling this story again you know yeah. right, i don't want to involve right, right, them right. to incriminate anybody yeah. what was going on but no doubt i've definitely been through a couple situations that oh man you know what you're a dumbass for even being in that situation <laughs> you can't even come out of that and, and rap you know like look what you'd be giving up and i think young people should think about that too if you are talented you got to guard yourself in certain environments you know and, and what you're available to just because motherfuckers are on the radio rapping about selling drugs and, and shooting people, if you really talented and you care about that talent, don't go towards that part of life. Make sure you're the one in the booth rapping about it, not the person out there shooting people and, and doing, you know, shit that could eventually end you and not, not have you alive to rap about it tomorrow. Yeah, I think, I think you allude to uh, something along those lines in, on your new album, Melting Pot, about leaving certain things behind and just mm. going, you know, 100% in with the hip hop. That's dope. Well, Melvin Pot, Melvin Pot is um, really old music, not for nothing. It's it was recorded between 2016 and 2018. Really? Yes. 
Yeah. That is no, that's surpri no surprising to me. About, no songs from Melting Pot were recorded in even 2019. Oh, wow. Huh. That's, that, that's really uh, surprising. Uh, the reason it's called Melting Pot is because it's basically like the lost tapes. It's, 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 the, it's the songs that Whoa. certain relationships uh, uh, with the producers weren't going to the right place. Other, other things with uh, the other producers were like, we got a great project. Let's try to see if we can make a whole LP. And it just didn't get to that. And it kept like waiting and waiting. And then like three or four years past, it's like, I just want to put out this record. I love this record. I look silly too to a lot of the other rappers on the record. Like, yo, didn't I come record a song for you? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah what's, you know, thank but, God. But, but the yeah. only person who ever said anything about that was Nev. Like, yo, what's up with that song? But he didn't say it in a bad way. He just wanted to know. And I was like, embarrassed. Like, yo, I'm trying to figure out how to release it. But right. get this guy's blessing and hey, make sure hey, everything listen, is good. But, but yet the chemistry of song by song. Yeah. Everything fits. It's a, co it's a cohesive listen, but yeah, I, like yeah. I said, I had three years to worry about that. Yeah, yeah well, you know, <laughs> that's what surprises me, because it is cohesive. Like, it yeah. feels it feels like an album, you bro, know? It feels bro. great. Well, there's Very a, dope. like what you said, um, a lot of the stuff that I say on this is alluding to, like, leaving certain things behind and serving behind, and, and maybe, uh, you know, self-preservation is another thing that's definitely a... A theme on the album of like you know making sure you're good first before you can take care of anybody else right. <clears throat> um that being said though that's kind of what i always rap about like if i have uh if i have uh the freedom to not you know not rap about a topic it's like sometimes people would be like yo uh you know how much is a feature and this and that and uh you know what can i do well, if I could rap about anything I want to rap about, and I like like the beat, here's the price for this. And then if I have to sit there and write you something about what you want me to write about, there's a, there's a higher price for that. There's a yeah. uh, there's more time involved in that, and there's also more um, it's more like a criticism on myself creatively that I would have uh, if I have to write about a topic. I don't think right. every rhyme that has a topic or a theme is good. You know, like sometimes, yeah, like I don't want to listen to this. Right, right, yeah, for sure. So I, I'm curious to know um, how you came in contact with uh, Fell Sweetenberg. That's how I came in contact with your music. I, I knew of his music, and then I saw that he had produced an album for you. I was like, oh, I gotta check this out. I was like, yeah, this this is super. Dope. Right up, so how that come together? I, 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 love, I love Fell Sweetenberg, man. Fell, Fell Sweetenberg's a great person, man. He, it really came about just by him contacting me. Um, I Loscar, who uh, was the head of Episcience or whatever, I think he was up on me and listening to my music first. And when he showed Fell, Fell just was inspired enough to reach out to me and say, yo, you know, I love your music and check out what I do. I saw that he was great as well. And I'm like, oh, shit, this guy's, you know, that that's, that's something that's really beautiful in his music thing is like, it's one thing when people like your music. It's another thing when people that are great at making music like your music. Yeah, so right. that's kind of like, it's not only that you've gained a fan or that you, you're on the right track. It's kind of like a, a stepping ladder of like, this is where you go next then. You know, if, right. if you're dope and you're good at making music and you like my music, so let's check out what's over here. I don't think it necessarily means that people are tied together in a rap group forever, but... It's, it's a good thing when you can produce something like Soul Museum and I can call Fell Swedenberg 
a homie for life, you know. So yeah, I'm Swedenberg for sure. Man. Yeah, that that's so museum. If, if if you're listening to this and you don't know what we're talking about, yeah. there's an album came out I think 2015. Yep. I want to say. Yeah, that's um, called Soul Museum by Fel Sweetenberg. He produced it uh, in Starving B. It's, it's an exceptional album. It's just just dope boom bap hip hop. And that's one of the things I, I love about your, you know, your catalog. It's, it's very consistent, you know? Some people have a catalog where it's like, eh, one or two albums, eh, you know, sorry, well, but not so like, good, but like you, the, you have all, quality. All the stuff that I just told you about, like what I've been through with making music and everything, all this, all this I can't afford to suck. I can't. <laughs> I can't afford to suck. I can't. I can't look my family in the face if I suck. If if my mom can dissect my bars and be like, "What are you talking about, there?" Like, no disrespect, Nori, but if I say some shit like "run laps around the English Channel," my mom will check me on that. Like, I can't. <laughs> I, I freaking had it. I love Nori too. Shout out to Nori, but I can't rap like that with with my mom. So- so I'm curious to know, like li- lyrically, you people check you. What about the music? Like you, you pick really good beats. Do you check? Like, do you run it by people? Like, hey, is this beat dope, or is that just your ear? Do you just have a good uh, ear I, for dope beats? I, if it if it comes out, if it comes out like as a starving beat song, I don't ask anybody if they think a beat is good. Uh, I would only ask somebody if if they think a beat is good if they would choose that beat for them. Uh, I I pick my beats based based on what I would want to hear, what I want to rap to. Yeah, really that simple. Well, hey, you do a good job because they're they're consistently dope. So last year, uh, you put out a really dope album, Forever Queens. Yeah. <laughs> With uh, discourse, and wanted to ask you about that album. You know, that's a one producer album, right? Just one producer. What was that um, process like? Were you with him, making it together? Was he sending you beats? How, how did that come, come together? Uh, it was about half and half. It's like, well, I'll put it to you like this. A lot of the beats that you hear on Forever Queens, they started one way and they ended up another way because Discourse is someone that wants to, you know, put his best foot forward and uh, he's super talented and he's a, he's a perfectionist. You know, he's a perfectionist. so. What the beats started as, they, they did change over time and they all had something added to them. But genius, uh, they genius. definitely, at the end, the end result was always genius. even better than I than I remembered here in the originals. Yeah, so, no, has, I'm sure Discourse has worked with other artists because I, I was unaware of his, his work uh, before your album. What else has he done, do you know? Um, he's, uh, well, he's based out of Australia, has a label in Australia, Craig Cartel. Yeah, like you know, there's a stable of artists that he's already worked with out there. There's even people that have been on the hip hop scene. So um, yeah, uh, when he came to me, was to recruit. Uh, you know, he was looking. He was looking to do something for a Megalomaniac album, which was like his producer. Oh, yeah, that, that was his producer album. Okay. So, like, it's a producer album uh, that you know he wanted to have me feature on. So we did. It came out really good. And he just came. He, I just seen it was really about making good music and good yeah, and yeah, good yeah. videos and good art like yeah, yeah, yeah. the guy super artistic. talented guy so yeah, yeah. Artistic. So, that's dope uh, yeah that's so, really dope uh as far as like who he's worked with that you might know of uh i i don't only the people from uh mounds mounds from uh australia okay uh lazy lace 
Uh, who else? Uh, and then the people on Megalomaniac, he had AG, he had Trash. And also, you hear a lot of uh, you, hear, you hear a lot of like people playing instruments. His brother plays the instruments on a lot of his beats. And when you talk about like the real music about sacrificing time, he was here six, seven in the morning. Like wow. oh, that when your when your energy is just at the lowest and still. Well, to, to produce the to produce yeah. the second half of Ever Queens, he was in my crib sleeping on an air mattress. Oh wow, that's, yeah. that's dedication. Oh, but dedication, oh, yeah, he dedicated. Yeah, dedicated. yeah, that's dedicated. great. That's that, great. Like, that's respect right there. Sir. Yeah, no doubt, no but doubt. coaching. So I want to switch the conversation a little bit here because uh, we, we know that there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. You're there in Queens, uh, a lot of stuff going on there with COVID nineteen, and then these protests that are that are bubbling up I, you know i'm curious to know like this is nothing new there, there's been young black men being shot and killed you know for for the ages it does feel a little different at this moment do you sense that and if so why, why do you think it is well it's, it's different because racism is severely outnumbered right now it's severely mm -hmm. outnumbered it's not there's not about know, time Chill for a second, chill, chill for a second. Yo, unity, unity, chill for a second. Unity. Yo, um, right now racism is severely outnumbered. And uh, what you see is there's no more, um, you know, it's not, a, it's not a conversation in the household anymore where people can be closet racists and then when they get in their house, they talk bad about all the different races. No, there's someone in the house now that's not agreeing with that point of view. Mm -hmm. And and then also the youth, you know, like the youth, they don't know what to do with their energy, and like they see, well, the awful. We I heard a story about my mom and my and my father like trying to do a protest, and black people still getting killed. So you know, maybe this protesting should be changed up. Maybe there does have to be some more aggression asserted, you know, especially as far as like uh, with how using social media and stuff like that. It's like. It's not a time to let up. It's not a time to to ignore these uh, these things going on and just yeah. let pass as something in the news that just happened. Right. You no. Know, it, it's time to talk about it. You know, and, and and keep it at the at the forefront. Yeah. You know, you mentioned social media, and someone pointed out to me the other day. I forget who it was, but that you know, folks, you know, our age because we're similar in age and older. You, you know, coming up, you. You saw things and you heard things, but you didn't see it in your feed 24-7. And a lot of the younger generation that out there protesting, all they've known is a constant barrage of this stuff going on. They see it. And I, I would have to think that does something to your psyche. There's, there's a mental thing going on with some of the younger people. It does. I, don't, see I, that. Also, yeah. I also have a, a, you know, a weird outlook on it that a lot of people won't agree with, that I think that these videos are meant to stir people up. They're meant to put you out on the front line, and then they're meant to make you angry. Uh, to try to to try to force forward the agenda that's really in place for everybody. You know, like I I think there there is a, a thing that they want the streets open to themselves and curfew and stuff like that. And you know, the, there's limited space in New York City, so it's right. in their best interest to have everybody at home, as opposed to you know, 
if everyone's protesting all night long. We pass curfew right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm outside day. right now. That, that, yo, we, we, that, we, law do, that law doesn't apply to me. I'm not, yeah. I'm not, you know, a, a lot of laws have never applied to me as far as the NYPD because they are in, unjust and it's just to, it's just to make sure that I can't be who I am and I have to, you know, check in with them to make my money and do it, you know, so I, I, a lot of things in my life have been, you know, coordinated otherwise, so to speak. You know? So, you know, I, there are people who argue that, you know, reform can happen within the current system. And then there are other folks that say, no, no, reform can't happen. You, you've got to do away with the whole system to start, you know, scratch. Have you thought about that where you, you know, kind of see? Uh, I don't. I, listen, if, if there's not, I saw a lot of videos of protesting today. And my favorite chant was NYPD take a knee, because there are there are police officers that have joined in with the protest. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I saw that. Guess what? Until all the cops are taking a knee, there's no sign of reform. Yeah. Every cop should at least acknowledge that that shit is dead wrong that that's happening. That's right. If you're if you're a white guy and you got a Michael Jordan poster in your kid's room, it's wrong. You know, like yeah. how how do you have that going on in the same country where innocent black people are being killed or, or not not even innocent, just like without the due process? Like the only reason you should be killing somebody is if they're trying to kill you. Right. Self defense, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Public so, enemy. Public enemy. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> So in this in this moment in time, is, what would you like to see happen? What would I like to see? Well, I would actually like to see um, the people that you know uh, really do care for uh, mankind that have the resources and just try to like organize an alternate an alternate police an alternate police. I think that there's enough people out there that uh we can police ourselves he's ourselves police ourselves and the nypd and what goes on now all there's no saving that it's corrupt too corrupt you you know you you bring up a really interesting idea i I was having a conversation um with with a friend of mine out in seattle and uh she was basically saying that out there there are different people you can call different organizations you can call if there's something going on instead of calling the police and different right. organizations can come out and try to intervene and you know be a, a middle person that's, that's or whatever I definitely I, i'm definitely happy that you brought up because i do want to talk about that because there has to be an alternative set up for us to move forward otherwise we're just running around and waiting until i guess we're not so mad at the cops anymore right but like yeah. so and, and you know then that will happen and then two weeks later some guys some scared police officer will make it's a mistake. It's gonna happen, yeah. It's gonna happen again. But you know what, yo, right. the Black Panthers, that was there. Right. The Black they, Panthers tried they, 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 they were to, to uh, uh, officer their neighborhood. And that's right. they, just like how you just said it, brother. Yeah. Yo, we need, we and need they, a, and you know, they, right? they were destroyed you know, systematically. Yeah, but they got sabotaged. Even yeah. to, this, to these protests, they sabotage and shit. But you know what, there's good stuff that's happening. I see more good stuff. I'm like, yo, why don't they air this out? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, they, 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 they you know, writing and then uh, COVID-19 and uh, stay home. Hold up. There's people out there speaking their word for a reason, right? Right. Yeah, pleasant. <coughs> no doubt, no doubt. So we're going to transition here in just a second to another segment of the show. But is there anything else you want to touch on 
as it relates to what's happening in the world? No, nah, I mean, I, I want everyone to take from this uh, the best way, the best way to be, you know, uh, to be a positive force in the world is by not spreading the divisiveness of it and like, mm-hmm. I know you want to focus it and say, you know, say your fuck yous and yeah. I, another thing I don't like is the NYPD suck my dick. I don't want the cops yeah, to suck my dick. No. I don't. I, I would never offer my fucking, you know, know. My, my privates to these fucking. Yeah, like, the yeah fuck that, that, that doesn't make any sense. It takes away from the message too, because it makes true, it, true, like true, it, it makes it seem yeah, like yeah. we're savages talk, talk, and we talk, just right. the streets talk, trying talk. to get our dicks up. Oh. Right. I, I don't understand that. To take a knee, do it. Uh, that 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 I'm with 100. percent That's yeah. And I I feel bad for the police officers out there too. I can't lie. Dude, they, there's they, they because there's people out there that are like I want to keep my job, and I don't believe in this shit. So like you got to be almost brought to tears of thinking like yo, when is the day that I'm gonna just take the knee and quit this fucking job? And yo, right. on some real shit, it's easy for me to say, but you should do it. It's, you're representing the wrong, the wrong side of, of, of good and evil when yeah. it comes down to it. Right. And even though it's a check, and we do need police, we do need someone that to, to, to help, to help yeah, yeah, to help, to help, yeah, to help uh, society believe, go forward and maintain what is law. But that is not law when you when you do things like what's going on with George Floyd, Sandra Bland, I'm gonna do Diallo, Sean Bell, all these names that you can go on and on. That's not the law. That's the opposite. Right. Hey, yeah. yeah, man, I'm about. Yeah. I'm about reason. The military is following an idiot. So my reason is going to have to overstomp the idiots. Yeah, yo, no, that's crazy right well, now. Well said. They, they, yo, yo, they're, they're demanded by by a chicken who, who goes in the bunkers. <laughs> Fuck off, nigga. I'll roll over you right quickly. Love. New York City, baby. All right, well, on that note, Clearly, we're... something in the water, something in the water, something in the air, something in the alcohol, something. All right, so we're going we're gonna to transition into something we call One Word, where I'm going to show you an uh, album cover uh, and say the album cover out loud for you know people that are just listening to the podcast. And uh, you can say the first word that comes to your mind, and then if we need to linger on it and talk about it, we can, all right? So... Cool. So around the time that you were selling tapes, around 1995, a slur of classic albums were coming out. So oh, yeah. I'm just curious to know if these, you know, informed you or inspired you. So first word that comes to mind with the infamous oh. Mob Deep. <laughs> My life. Seven Train. What do you say, Seven Train? Seven Train, yep. Okay. KRS-One. Self-titled. Bronx. Bronx. All right, going down south for this one. Goody Mob, Soul Food. Missed it. People Missed it. Right. Window now. All right, this. I'm curious to know about this one. If you if you were up on Tupac or not. Oh. <laughs> Me against the world. One, that one, I honestly wasn't that much of a fan of. I would just say, looking at that, I'd be like, Brenda got a baby. All right, so I'm curious to know about this group too. If, if you uh. My mind. We're a fan of this group, Coast to Coast by the Alcoholics. Oh yeah, I, I became a fan of them. Uh, if I had to say, if I had to say one word, it'd be loud, loud records. <laughs> loud, yeah, no doubt. All right, sitting on Chrome, Master Ace Incorporated. I 
don't want to say missed it, but I didn't delve. I don't know. I kind of passed on that one. That's, that's not good. Four, five, six. Cool G rap. Ah, ex- ex- <laughs> executioner style. I don't know. Executioner, <laughs> man, that is a joint, dope joint, dope. All right, we're gonna go up a few years. Capital punishment, a big pun. Legendary. <laughs> Legendary. Legendary, no doubt. All right, very interested to know what you think about this cat right here, Sean Price. This is Monkey Bars. Hey, yo, monkey you hang in there. You hang, you hang in there right now. Hanging there right Sean now. Price, come on, we all know. Oh, Sean, Sean Price, Price right here with us, son. Oh snap, you got the bobblehead. Sean Price, that's my guy, yo. Bless yeah, he was that's ill. Hard classic, no doubt, definitely. He classic. was ill. All that's right, classic. Still Matic by Nas. Ether. Uh, yeah. All right, going to the other, the other giant in New York, the Black Eyed album, Jay Z. Lots of us. I know. <laughs> I know. Because he said I, he retired. Yo, no, I'm only yeah, saying that. Retire, I'm only huh? saying that because he said he retired. Yo, yo, my, my niece. So what are, you, what, what are your thoughts on Jay-Z? I love Jay-Z. Jay-Z, Jay-Z is one of the best rappers in the world. He's one of, he, he, he does it effortlessly. He, does, right, two, he does it shit effortlessly. He's one of the best rappers in the world. does do it effortlessly. I got two more. Curious to know if you've delved into this album or if you like this artist, Rock Marciano. I, I definitely Rocko, do like, I definitely like Marciano. I, I'm not that uh, educated on his music, I would say. No worries. Yeah. All right, last, last one. Curious to know what you think about this. You uh, mentioned it. You referred to it, alluded to it earlier with Scenario. This is uh, Jeez, Theory. Yeah, cut off parties and whores. Love, love. That's my, that's my album. <laughs> yeah, that, we know what Chez Rocca thinks. What do you think, Starving B? Uh, one word, nostalgia. I don't know. Nostalgia. I, it's a super important it, it album was, to me. It was 92. Like and also the liner notes. The liner notes also, that's one of those albums that the liner notes helped me kind of understand they commercialized how to rhyme music. a little bit more. This one, too. The, um, oh, no, that's not it, is it? Uh, which uh, uh, The Enemy Strikes Back. The liner notes of that album too were written in, in, in such a way that it made it a little bit easier to figure out for a person that doesn't rap how to write a rap. That's dope. That's really dope. Very dope. So at this time, what I want to do, if, if there's anyone here in the Boom Bap chat, uh, now if you're on the live feed, we can't see it, so you can ask questions. We might come back to it later. But if you're in the chat right now and you want to unmute yourself, uh, please do. If you have a question or just something you want to say, we got Starvin' B here with us. You could ask him anything you want. I assume you can ask him anything you want. Not he'll tell you. <laughs> so Starvin' B, as people, you know, thinking about questions, uh, is there some music that um, artists that you really like right now? Newer stuff that's coming out? Uh, new, uh, new music. You know, I really like Roddy Rich. I really like listening to Roddy Rich. Mm. I think that's a new take on how to rhyme and uh, different melodies uh, being Im- implemented. And I feel like, you know, probably due to his age, it's 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 got its uh it's got its hand on the pulse of the hood in a certain way that um a lot of other artists that are rich and famous now don't have going on. You know. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I like listening to Roddy Rich. Um, R.J. Payne, R.J. Payne, uh, mm. super dope. Uh, Benny the Butcher, 
I like the Benny album from last summer. I was rocking that for a long time. 38 Special. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, yeah, other than that, just, you know, my my homies. Nem. Yeah. I always listen to Nems. Uh, yeah, Nems Foul, Foul Monday. Flush and Tech, you know. His, uh, Nems, his album last year was really good. I really like that joint. They put out last year. I forget the title of it, but it was dope. Uh, um, what's that? Right? Which one is uh, it? I can't remember what it's called. Let me, let me look it up real quick. I can't remember, but I just remember like, the, like they sampled a lot of like somewhat popular samples. Uh, it was like I know a lot it was of great beats. Jazz Zoom. Jazz Zoom was the uh, producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. It was that joint. Uh, yeah, Gorilla Monsoon was the name. Oh, of it. There you go. All right, so if, if you have a question in here, I think Ian has something to, to ask. What's up, Ian? How you doing? Peace, man. Peace. What's up, Ian? What's up, me? What's happening? Peace, man. I've been a long time fan with the whole Broken Home crew, so I'm definitely working. That's the idea thing. People, people out there are, uh, you know, like, shout out to Spit Jones and Broken Home, but I'm not a member of Broken Home. I'm someone no. who made songs with Spit Gems and, and a couple of them for a while, but you know, people are construed that I just got I got to check them on that, you know, because it's disrespectful to my family to say I come from a broken home. My mother Please. and father are still together. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead, continue. Oh, wait, you, you were talking about your, your album with um with our discourse. Nah. He, he came, he actually came to the U.S.? Yeah, he came to New York. He spent, he spent, um, about two months here, two and a half okay. months. He's been he's been in New York a couple times. I met him to help him do Megalomaniac. He came to New York for that too. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then after Megalomaniac was done, he brought me on tour to Australia, and that's where the start of Forever Queens happened. So okay. Like maybe like halfway through that, maybe like halfway through that, um, uh, we 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 can, we picked it back up and he, he made sure that he came to New York to shoot a video and uh, make some beats and work on some more stuff. Nice. That's dope. That's yeah. dope. Thanks, uh, One more thing. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, go ahead. You, you got physicals for Melting Pot? Physicals for Melting Pot are on the way. I think um, Chopped Herring is going to be doing it. Oh, um, okay. I just don't know what's going on with the vinyls. I'm, I'm, I'm currently looking into this opportunity that they have called Diggers Factory. Where if you can get 40 people to uh, do the pre-order, you know, press yeah. up the vinyl. Now, I think I could definitely get make that happen for, for 100 people. Yeah, for but what what I'm worried about is what's the quality of of that album? You know, like how yeah. how's the art going to look on it? Are they going to give me wobbly wax? Yeah. Uh, you know, you're a record head. You got to take these things into consideration. There's a lot of people that sell these flat yeah, yeah. and they wobbly. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I've done, I, you know, I've helped fund a few, few diggers factory, so it's come out pretty decent. Oh, oh decent. Cool. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. Right there. I'm glad you added to that because I've asked around. I've asked around and everybody's kind of like, well, I don't know anybody that successfully was able to do it. Okay. I'm yeah. like, oh, shit. All right. I don't know. <laughs> That's dope. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, Ian. Mm -hmm. So we we did we did have a few uh, questions submitted from Mark McCauley, who's part of our Everybody's Hip Hop label, and uh, he was asking about did did you get to record with Sean Price before he passed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, he was so he was asking what was that like? Yeah. 
Um, it was great. I mean, that's that's one of the situations where I would say I was definitely lucky. I was definitely lucky that I was in the same place at the same time as him, and uh, you know that he took a liking to my music. But it was it was basically uh, we used to spend time in Goblin Music Studio, and it was kind of a thing where he just came to me because he heard my music through uh, <laughs> through hanging out. He, and knew, he, like, he knew how guys. He like, you nice, you nice. You yeah. gonna try something one day? Tell it. And then one day I was in there writing a song, and it's like. He came in, he's like, yo, Slum, you want to do this joint today? I was like, yeah, hell yeah, I want to do it. Let's do it, of course. <laughs> so uh, he's like, wow. All right, what beats we got? And they had this Psycho Less beat uh, that, that was playing. And I was already writing a rhyme to another beat. So he said, what about this one? And we played the beat. The beat is fire. The song's called Infinity Gauntlet. So then, uh, so I just said, all right, whatever I was wow. writing to this other beat, I'm just going to put that on here. And hopefully it, it takes and, and the rest is, is infinity elite, all it's elite. That's, That's dope. That's really dope. So Mark was also asking about uh he first heard you on Tony Touch compilation. Nice, yeah. Um did you what, what was that that process like? Did you actually get to record with Tony Touch or was it just something submitted? No, no, that was something submitted. That was something submitted. That was, was it that was basically like all right, here's the beat that Psycho Less has. And when y'all lace it, um, it's gonna go on Tony Touch 50 MC. Okay. Was cool. that one of the Was that one of those uh, situations where like more came of it? Like once people heard you on that, like you got you know people hit you up and stuff, or not really? Uh, not so much. Not so much like on a career scale, but on the on the New York City scene scale, yes. Because after after I was on that, a lot of a lot of people in the scene, like the physical scene of like when you go out to these events and venues. More people know about me based on that song. But let me say something. Yo, you was already high demand before, yo, that. Yo, son, no, 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 no. The word was around town. Word in the street, that is a powerful thing. Yeah, that's dope. Starving beat. That's dope. And the, the yeah. la last, last question from Mark. He has uh, observed that you have interesting album titles. And so his question is, do you come in with the concept or a vision when recording? Like, do you have the um, album title in mind? Do you have a concept in mind? What's that process like? Um, it depends on the album. It depends on the project. Uh, so certain, certain, certain projects were named after the songs were already there. So like, uh, the foreigner, that one was, uh, based on this, uh, this arrangement I was working out with uh, the producer uh, Sauce Jackson. Like, all right, we're gonna do an album. We're gonna we're gonna make uh, find a way to get you to tour in Switzerland. So I was like, all right, cool. So that that particular album, let's call that the Foreigner. You know, yeah, so that's, that's, it's a, also written. Great album. It's written from the point of view great of album. like you know uh, 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 an immigrant in, in the world. You know, kind of. There's yeah. a lot of songs that are, that are about being an immigrant. I know. That's cool. Uh, any other thoughts from the folks uh, here in the Zoom chat tonight? If not, that's okay. Uh, Bo Brown, what's up, man? You got a question? Yeah, yeah. I was just um, kind of wondering about touring and um, how often you get to do that and what are a few of your favorite venues? Oh, touring. Uh, I mean, I have some experience touring, but it's not extensive. Uh, I've I would say I've been on three tours, like three official tours in my life. One of them were 
one of them were basically uh, curated by me. And it was basically like, whoever will have me rap and give me a little bit of money and something to drink, I'll be there. Yeah. So like, uh, I, I don't know if that, could, I, I don't know if that could count, but I did that for, I did that for a while. I did that, um, I did that basically starting with the foreigner tour, and then that whole year I just did that until I came home, and I wound up going from uh, Switzerland to Paris to Amsterdam, then back nice. to Switzerland. Then when I came back home, I did all like the local venues in like uh, Sunnyside and Astoria and a little bit in Brooklyn, so uh, right. I can't really answer that with, like, expertise, and as far as a favorite venue, I don't know, I would probably say Rock the House is my favorite venue, the one that's Delancey Street, and just because of the people that are involved with the, uh, putting it together, my peoples, and they care about that, that's what, why, that's what I would value. Yeah. Uh, no one has, like, I, I can't say I have a favorite sound system, a stage, or anything like that, or a draw. Does Delancey Street have some historical significance to it as it relates to hip hop? Um, so I mean, Delancey Street has historical significance to New York City and being one of the prime night spots. Okay. So I mean, but as far as hip hop, yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't, I just I remember you, God, from Wu Tang, uh, in a, a song a couple years ago. He dropped that name, Delancey Street, made a reference to it. So. Yeah, I mean, it's just a hot spot in New York. Like if. It, it, it's, it's a selling leather spot, right? With leather jackets and shit like that. Yo, for years, son. Yo, go get go get your leathers on Delancey Street. Uh, only thing I've ever bought from Delancey Street was alcohol. Nah. Only, only like, maybe maybe uh, that McDonald's. I might have ate at that McDonald's one. They, they, they have a uh, 24-hour uh, dollar But yeah, spot. I mean, it's basically like, it's basically like, uh, you would probably compare it to uh, what's it called? Uh, what's that shit called? The South Beach, the Drive, uh, Ocean Drive. Yeah, Ocean Drive. I we're think all, that's right. We're sitting out drinking, and that's kind of the same deal. So, Starvin B, before we go, is there any particular way that you like people to follow you uh, and stay in touch with you? I think the most accurate way to follow me is the Instagram, Starvin Pal Bang on Instagram. That's where you'll get, you know, that's where you figure out what's really going on with me. Even if I stay quiet on there, I, you know, I'll put something in the story and have some new music somewhere. Right you know, on, man. I don't hey, really you... in social media the way a typical artist does. I don't it's know. all good. It's not it my is, job. Is there a little uh, sprinkling of uh, what's to come that you can give us? Uh, yeah, sure, man. I got, uh, so like through the next uh, it's called year. the melting pot. The next year. Through the, through the next year, I'll be just dropping music. Like, I'll put out like a seven song uh, EP, like, probably every two months. For the next oh, dope. Hey, so yo, people, yeah, people probably gonna be like, oh, he's releasing it. I don't care what those people have to say. Like I said, this is the document. Everything that's going on with this, yeah. like, whatever COVID thing that's going around, I don't know. We All our days might be numbered. So I wanna True. get my music out there as soon as possible. And uh, I look forward to sharing it with the people. Right on. Well, Starvin' B, thank you so much for being here with us tonight. Really Thanks, appreciate Chess. it. Thanks, Ches Rocker, for joining us as well. Appreciate you being here, adding yourself to the to the mix. <laughs> and uh, please come back next Thursday night. We have Mega Rand and Young Art. What are you talking about? You still got to cash at me. <laughs>
Waiting. <laughs> there you go. Sorry. <laughs> Hope, hopefully it'll still work next week. Um, but I was saying we have Mega Ran and a young RJ uh, coming through to hang out with us uh, next Thursday, 10 p.m. Eastern. Same link. So you all are welcome to come back. Everyone's welcome. And uh, we just really appreciate you. If you have not heard the new album from Starving Beat, it's called Melting Pot. Okay, and if you are boom bap hip hop head, you will love this album. It's super dope. So make sure you go support it, get it. He's got the vinyl coming out. Make sure you get that. So once again, thanks, fellas. Really appreciate it. Thank you, bless you, Bible. Bless Luke. Peace, peace. 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 All right. We will see you all next week. Peace, peace. Aquí.